Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast, brought to you by Worship Catalyst. Worship Catalyst is a nonprofit ministry built to help people find and worship Jesus by mentoring and training worship leaders and their teams. This podcast is part of that mission. In the next few minutes, it is our goal to help you do more with less. For more information and resources or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. All right, welcome again to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast, but please stick around to the end of this episode. This episode's going to be great, but you have to wait to the end because I have an exciting announcement about some changes that are coming very soon uh, to the podcast. So, all right, here we go. Got the dream team. Got Tono. How's it going, Tono? Hey, good. Thanks for having us, having me again, and it's an awesome time together with you guys. That's good. Uh, Tono, we always love having on the podcast, but today, uniquely, you are well-fitted for this podcast. <laughs> uh, we, we also have Stephen Hanley here. How's it going, Stephen? It's going good, man. Honored to be, man, on the dream team again. I never know what to say to that introduction, uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm honored to be in, in the mention. You're supposed to say, it's not me, it's God. It's not That's me, right. it's Amen. God. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And Tono, Amen. I, think you, I, think you add, I think you add stuff to every podcast, not just this one. Oh, That's, thank you. Hey, wow. yeah, th- <laughs> that makes me see. <laughs> gracias, muchas gracias. <laughs> uh, de nada, my, I, I, my amigo, mi amigo. Uh, yeah, good grief. Sorry. Yeah. Wow, that makes the host look terrible. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so, sorry. Also, and third and last but not least, John Labonte. How's it going, John? Man, excited, dude. Out here in Vegas with 28 degree weather. So excited <laughs> to be on the dream team as Steven and Tono. <laughs> All right, um, guys, uh, we are going to have this topic today. And I know you're uh, teed up and ready for it. And the topic is leading worship bilingually. Is bilingually a word? Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think so. Bilingual. Okay, cool. Bilingual worship leading. And uh, so. Why is this important? Well, this conversation is important, I think, because the United States is getting more and more diverse by the minute. And globally, I don't really know, uh, maybe less so in most places. But since the majority of the listeners to this podcast at this time are, um, are in the United States, we have got just loads and loads and loads of diversity, and it is increasing every single year. But by far... In terms of language, Spanish is the number two language in the United States. And so I know that it has become increasingly done in churches to sing some songs with a little bit of Spanish and a little bit of English. And and I'm not, and I, there, there are certainly congregations, and we'll get into this, that are like legitimately, purposely, everything is in English and Spanish, right? But I'm even talking about churches that are traditionally English only who are starting to add in elements of Spanish speaking, especially into their music. And so I just wanted to kind of dive into that. You guys ready to do that? Oh, yeah. Excited about it. All right, cool. So let's just talk about, oh, and Tono, that, so Tono's going to be bringing some info today. So let me give you a background. So Tono's from Guatemala, but he lives in Salt Lake City. So this is like uh, bilingual uh, ministry is like a big a big aspect of what they do in Salt Lake City. So let's, um, for all of us though, let's dive into this. And let me just say first, like, what's the value? Why would we do this? Why would we consider, what are some reasons that we would even consider? We're sitting out here singing a bunch of English worship songs from Elevation and Hillsong and everybody else. And now it's time to include some Spanish aspects of that. Why would we do that? 
I I think um I think something that is special to see in in this is that you know God has a heart for the nations, right? And uh, the gospel has to be preaching all the nations, but the states is like yeah, it's a place with a lot of nations are coming here and have been here. And as you said, Austin, the Spanish is uh, uh, Spanish community is like the or not is the community, but the language is the second one and uh, speaking in the states, right? Yes. So I I think it's a value to 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 do that um, as a church, seeing that love for the nations and being a church that welcome other other cultures. Yeah, that's really good. Living in Vegas, you know, we have so many different nationalities here and one of the things that that steve and i the guy that i pastor with that that we have a burden for is we see this increasing population hispanic population even in las vegas and so when austin shared these statistics it's absolutely spot on in vegas because it's a major population increase with our hispanic population but our churches aren't keeping up with that and so to me i see this major burden of what are we doing to engage church planning in Las Vegas to reach our Hispanic population? Um, so, uh, and to Tono's part point, I think God is bringing the nations to us. And what an incredible opportunity that gives us, not just to reach more nations, but to engage more, more nations in the local church. It's not just anymore go, therefore, to the uttermost parts of the world, the uttermost parts of the world are coming to us. Mm. And what are we going to do about it? And I think from a, a practical perspective, engaging those communities of different nationalities, different ethnicities allows us to uh, see the kingdom of God expand greater because we're engaging them in the local body, not just on a one week mission trip, but in an ongoing daily routine of going to the nations that are in our own backyard. So I love this opportunity that we're going to get today to discuss this more because the nations are coming to us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think, you know, one thing that we talk about as a church is, is um, uh, I mean, and we're, we're in a pretty diverse area in Jacksonville. Um, and, and I think one thing that we, we, we pray for is that we would be a church that reflects that diversity around us. Um, but I think regardless of wherever you are, I think there is value um, in singing in a, in songs in different languages. But even, I mean, just what the statistics you just talked about, Austin, I think Spanish is, is just a great start because it gives us, I think, a, a kingdom vision. And that's kind of what we're all saying is like, you know, I love that idea that the men, the nations are coming to us. I mean, our country is just steadily just becoming more and more diverse. And we as church leaders have a great opportunity in front of us to engage um, and not, not fall behind, but engage. And I think that matches up with like a biblical thing that we see right in Revelation 4 and 5 at the end of, you know, the age where Christ returns and there's this beautiful singing of all nations and tongues before the throne yeah. of God. Like we have an opportunity to, to even just a little bit, like do that here and now to prepare our people, regardless uh, of what your congregation looks like. I think you have an opportunity to kind of put that vision uh, just even maybe if it's just a little bit in front of your people. And so I think there's great value in that. Yeah. And consider also like uh, the, the cultures that have been here, like for example, the Hispanic population, there is like the first and second generation, right? That, um, 
what we find in is, and this is something common in every every place where uh, a first and second generation has, is like, which place should we go as a church? Uh, sorry, as a family, because uh, kids and young people will be more going to the English part, but uh, the older generation is like uh, focusing on the Spanish, right? So sometimes uh, it's, it's, a, it's a situation for the family itself to go to a place. So it's, it's special, you know, a church that is like opening uh, the opportunity to put an Spanish element because that unite those kind of families too. And that's what we're seeing here in Salt mm-hmm. Lake, uh, that that when, when, when you do something like that, I mean, you collect not just uh, uh, cultures, but generations too, right? There was this time that I went to a conference in California and I was uh, just sitting in the crowd. I wasn't leading or anything. I'm standing there. This band is up there singing this song in English. And, uh, you know, everybody's singing and it's like a worship conference. So people are a little bit more over the top and they're raising hands, all this kind of stuff. And so I'm like enjoying it. And then this band flips over and starts singing this, whatever song it was, they go into it in Spanish. Right. And at this point, I didn't really know what it was saying. And so I just felt something though. Like, uh, I didn't know what I was feeling. And so I looked around the, you know, I just kind of stopped singing and I looked around the room and these people, I hadn't really noticed it before, but there was a pretty large percentage of, uh, uh, you know, Hispanic people in the room. But I mean, there's, they were like second generation, third generation, they're young, they a hundred percent speak English, you know, all this kind of stuff, but they went crazy. You know what I mean? Like bonkers worshiping Jesus at another level beyond anything that I had noticed in the last 20 minutes of us singing. And I'm just watching that and I'm going, man, you know the thing about this? Like, I don't know what's going on in them, but there's something about the heart language or the family language yes. uh-huh. or the or the first language of their grandma or whatever it was that is connecting them to Christ deeper than the English language that they learned was. And I don't know what that was. Maybe, Tono, you got a feel for that, but... It, yeah. it started in me this journey of going, man. We need to, like, we need to understand that. And I and I think it's because uh, I don't know personally for me, right? Um, uh, English is my second language. So when I read the Bible, I did it in Spanish. When I sing and all that, I mean, my my, my relationship with God is more kind of like in my language, right, in, in Spanish. But uh, for our kids, uh, for example, my kids that are uh, second generation and they are bilingual, there is something when happened to the Spanish, as you said, probably the roots, the, 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 I don't know, it's, it's something that comes easier for us and the way to connect. And we as a Latinos, we're a little bit, I don't know, like crazy, you know, I think in our culture is that, I mean, the flavors <laughs> and all of that, you know, is, uh, so if there is a chance to, to, to to implement that, I mean, of course, we're gonna just go, as you said, yeah. we're gonna be crazy, right? And uh, as I said always, right, uh, uh, Spanish is the language of heaven, but <laughs> the language of heaven, but I'm, learning, but I'm learning English just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Some some uh, songs translated in Spanish sound way better. Like the melodies sound, I don't know, something about them. I was like, man, we should always sing this song in Spanish. Yeah. But this is my opinion. And the opposite too, right? The opposite too, because I mean, right now, this is not something that we're just seeing right here. This is something that I have been 
people in everywhere is seeing because that's why uh, uh well for different reasons right but different ministries also have been translated their songs you can find i mean any song that is there in english out mm-hmm. now you can find the spanish mm-hmm. version and it's because uh definitely is they have been seeing that there is the influence also that the christian music is getting to the latin cultures but i mean we we are living in a time that we can do that easier yeah uh you know and i think god is providing all of that for us to be open for for the nations and i will say something and 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 the church that we are here uh, uh serving um we we are not i mean in recent life austin you know right but in recent life we are like a little percentage of hispanic people we are doing something as a ministry with recent life with bilingual so we we are when uh, i'm preaching my wife is translating to english and then their songs we do half half i mean it's it's bilingual full but the big church uh, we implement some uh, parts of the Hispanic songs in the in the worship salads, and it's incredible when all the church yeah. is singing in Spanish, and that is interesting because other people from other cultures are coming too because they are seeing. Well, you know, this church has a heart for cultures, so it's welcoming other cultures too. So it's it's, it's really special to see that happening. All right, so there's some people listening to this uh, podcast who are in places where there's not that many people that speak anything but English. You know, there's not, uh, they're just kind of a white community or a white and African-American community or whatever, and they're just pretty much speaking English. And so, should they, you know, occasionally include something Spanish-speaking into their services, or is it really just uh, for the the people that speak that? You know... I think what I'm hearing between uh, from this conversation already is that language is so important to our worship experience with our creator. And for whatever reason, as perfect as God is, he allows the translation of the words we say in our language to speak better to us. It's almost more intimate. It's almost like we have this supernatural connection with God. And, and you know, I might be off by saying this, Unless there's a spiritual emphasis, would it seem distracting from God for us to sing in other languages? Would it pull us away from our focus and intimacy with God? Or or is it something that we should advocate for? You know, that's a good, that's a really good question. Yeah, I think uh I I I think for example the in the churches, because as you said, I think we don't know where uh the people that is listening to this are if their communities have uh some uh Hispanic speaking uh, uh group or in the congregation, right? There is like a fa- one family or a visitor or something. I would say if there is one, we should do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. One, yeah. we should do it yeah. because and then right. it's like man, you're here and we're going to celebrate with you, you know, that God is mm-hmm. good to all of us. So I think, but if, but let's say the opposite, right? If, if the, if, if in the community where the church is, there is not, because there are some places still that there's, there's not Hispanic people. Um, I would say like, it's something to consider, like if, what is the, what will be the reason to do it? Right. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I think, you said, is there one, I remember hearing a story, there's a, a church in Washington, DC. Um, and, uh, they were singing 
hymns a lot in their church, and they began to throw some like um, some African American like Negro spiritual hymns into their 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 rotation. And um, they were telling a story about how they had just kind of started singing these, and a, an African American lady came up after and was like, "Hey, I haven't heard that song since I was like a little girl, mm-hmm. and and my grandma used to sing it." I mean, so it it brought her to this place spiritually, and it was just yeah, one I mean. person that they told the story, and I think that applies to, I mean, the broad spectrum of languages and styles. And I think that's why we need to be really intentional in knowing our people. Yes. Uh, and because there's such great, I mean, if there is just one, I mean, we have a, just maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe a handful of Spanish people in our church. Um, but man, if we were to sing a song in, in Spanish, just where it would take them and, and, then, and then to see our congregation be a part of that together. Um, because up, building the body up together like that, I think, um, again, it gives us that kingdom perspective, which is way bigger mm-hmm. than one culture. Um, and then it, it can just do some powerful, sp- what the spirit can do in those moments when, I mean, I just love what you said a second ago, Tono, about like how, I mean, you, you think your relationship with God is in Spanish. And so those people that, that have grown up that way <laughs> yeah. and they've come mm-hmm. to America, right. And they're like, they, they, they're bilingual and they talk in English all the time, but man, what it does to you when you start singing in, 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 yeah, that, in, heart, in your heart language, right. It just, it does yeah. something different. And I think we have yeah. the power to do that. And I think, like you said, even if there's just one, like how, how a powerful thing that can be in your <laughs> And it's just implementing something, right? Because honestly, I mean, if, for example, in the worship band, there is no one that is speaking Spanish, I mean, it's going to be hard to start putting songs in Spanish, right? So mm-hmm. that's another element that we have to consider. It's good. Like how we're going to do it, right? If uh, if uh, if we want to do it, but I mean, no one is speaking Spanish. I mean, it's going to be hard, but God is going to provide someone. I mean, if you decide it's like there, I mean, you're going to see how. All right. So here's what I'm hearing. It is a good thing to uh, sing some songs in Spanish or parts of songs in Spanish. If you have even one person who has any kind of Latino background in their life, okay, that's a reason. It's going to bring more. It's going to bring more. (laughs) Right. Or if you don't have anybody with a Latino background, because it's just a good thing to to welcome, to introduce people into the the idea that heaven is multicultural. You know what I mean? You want, definitely want to consider uh, that this is a welcoming thing. You know, I think, uh, Tony, you talked about that. It's like we are hosts and we are bringing in guests. And then it might also start to just twist towards loving people of different cultures rather than seeing them as different or enemy or whatever it might be. So... How do we do it? You're a white leader. You have a white band. You don't know any Spanish. How do you even get started transitioning from singing every single thing in English to singing things in Spanish along the way? I think because we're like right in that spot, that spot right now, I feel like as a church, we, we are, um, we've had the, the conversations about just implementing more specifically Spanish things, worship songs, scripture reading. So I think the thing, and we kind of talked about this a second ago, but I think you, one, it's important to you to find out <laughs> first, like what cultures and languages are in your church. I think that's gotta be just priority one. Like, you know, your people know what, you know, second generation, third generation. I think that's important because then that's going to lead you, on kind of where you go on this journey. And then the other thing that came to mind when thinking about this question was, I think we have to start small. And so I think a lot of people are going to hear this on this podcast and be like, well, like you said, Austin, my, I got a, you know, a white team, 
white singers or or men. I got black team, black singers. Are, we're all gospel. Whatever. But we all speak English. Yeah, right. It's the English only. I think there is a little bit of like not trying to be someone you're not. So <laughs> it probably wouldn't be as effective for me to just go learn a song in Spanish. You could do that, but that may come across as like you know a little inauthentic. So I think even if it's just finding someone to read some scripture in Spanish or read scripture in a different language, I think starting in that place or doing something just not even having to be a song, just something creative in a different language. And then if you do have someone on your team that sings in Spanish, maybe just singing a bridge of the song in Spanish. And I think there's, there's simple ways instead of being like, okay, we have to have a full set of songs in a different yeah. language. I think starting small is where I would, uh, where I would push people towards. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you there because, for example, the two scenarios that I uh, shared, like one we are doing uh, because our objective is to do first and second generation, so we have to do bilingual, right, hundred percent. But in the in the in the big service, uh, there is just, uh, for example, with Sean, we we just sing like parts, parts in Spanish, and also those has to be songs that are easy to sing. Right, that's an, that's an element that the fine songs that are easy to sing, and if, for example, there is a worship leader that have been done this yet, that can be like, for example, in the next message that we'll talk about nations or missions or something that can be a good opportunity to just have a, a scripture reading in Spanish or just a little part, and then you will see how the church is gonna respond to this too, and that will help you. From there to go, if implement a little bit more, or just sometimes with random, like uh, no, I mean, little elements that will just show the love that the church has for the cultures and the welcoming of the other cultures. Yeah, at the at the Well Church, we have uh, a lady that sings with us, and even this past Sunday, she took "What a Beautiful Name" and she she tied a bow at the end of the song by singing it in Spanish, and. It was one of the first times that we had done it, to be honest. And you wouldn't believe the people that that sang and spoke up. It's not that they didn't sing already, but the Tono's part, like something happened in them when they heard their native tongue. And and it was the loudest part of the song. It was yeah. the plane landing on what a beautiful name, but it was just the end, like Stephen was saying. And and it everyone sang that that was their native tongue. So it happened because someone that that was her primary language sang it in her primary tongue. Yeah, and man. yeah, it worked. Yeah, that's powerful. So I think I think in this uh, we gotta be careful to don't try to do it like in a big amount, right? Okay, we're gonna change our services and we're gonna do no. It's just as we're saying, just with something like uh, like a little like the part or a little verse. That will excite, you know, are are the people that are being seen, you know, like okay, yeah, we're part of this church because you know there is a element. But um, I mean, God can use that just a little part and do a big things in people's heart. Do you think we should tell the congregation why we're doing that if we've never done it before, or do we just roll with it and let them figure it out? I feel that the congregation needs to, I'll, I'll give you an example. One time, uh, I remember one of the services that somebody came later and 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 said, like, elderly people, right? We're singing in English, but in the moment that we changed to Spanish, she was like, 
what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Because you didn't understand what's happening, right? So, uh, so I think I, I, I think your church will will start knowing that uh, you have a vision for it, you have a motivation for it, and it's gonna enjoy it. But I, I think the church needs to know why we're doing it. Yeah, I think of the 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 as the proverb that talks about it's taken out of context a lot of the time, but like. I think it's a, a, a hey, most thing. of scripture's taken out of context most of Come the time. Come on. That's yeah, let's go into that. Um, um <laughs> no, I think uh so it's like without vision, you know, the people perish. It, it, we we hear that a lot. And I think yeah. that's something to take think about. It's it's really okay, what's your why in doing this? Um and I do think there's probably some kind of cool creative thought of like, hey, we're just going to go for it like on this bridge and not going to mention it. But I think if you keep doing that, then, then it's like, what are we doing? And then people are like, they're not with you. And it's just, so I think there's a great opportunity to even, if you did just say, hey, we're just going to sing this bridge, we're not going to tell anybody. I think still coming back on the end of that and saying, hey, this is why we do this. Giving clear vision. Hey, this is why we're singing songs in different languages, Spanish specifically. I think if you give clear vision and you back it up with the Bible and, hey, this is where we're going, man, it doesn't matter if you're white, black, you know, Hispanic, I think people get in into that if you're a believer, right? And probably as you guys have been sharing, right? You guys already seen the need of it. Yeah. So it's something that the church will see it too. Yeah. So and the, I and I think that's important as worship leaders. You need to know like it's something that you're already feeling and God is moving you that way, right? It kind of feels too like the pastor as a part of a sermon or something, that would be a good thing to time to do it, a unification or just like talking through love and concern for every human and, or something where that could be like a point that they make uh, and you do that as a part of as a part of that or something. Hey, last question. So where do people go to get some resources like this? So, you know, typically you listen to the top five worship bands out there, right? And you get their albums, but where do you go? Where do you go figure out how to translate that into like a chorus or a bridge into Spanish if you want to get started that way? I think it's an easy way to incorporate your community. I mean, we've, we've, made it very clear like our society is is starting to become multi multicultural uh-huh. and specifically in hispanic population get people that engage that may not be engaged currently uh to be a part of your worship team and sit down with them and say what song speaks to you and how can we sing it in your native you know language yeah it's an easy way to empower your team yeah i think if you see that there is a there is a song like as you said uh Jan, um I don't know. What I do is just the opposite, right? I need to see which song uh, that that is in English to Spanish, and sometimes from English to Spanish, I just Google it and I said this song <laughs> and lyrics in Spanish, and it's and it's amazing because they're like the original translations, and also they are different versions. And this is important because when you're choosing a version to translate, you mm. you will need somebody that knows the language to see if that's a right translation yeah. or or not you know and and again if you're a start gonna do this find find like um easy songs like that doesn't have a lot of lyrics yeah that the pronunciation is not gonna be hard for for people so yeah that's good what i have found is that if i google worship bands in spanish or something, or worship songs in Spanish. There's like four jillion yeah. recordings from Spanish-speaking bands, native Spanish, that have taken every song you've ever sung in English, and it's been done in Spanish. At least that's that's been my experience. So it's easy to find. 
Easy and your band already know it because they are yeah. going to be playing, you know, the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know for us in our city. I mean, we have multiple um, Spanish churches that they're just in Spanish. And so I think getting to know those worship leaders and yeah, saying, hey, what songs are you singing in your church? Um, hey, here's a song that we've translated. Does this make sense? <laughs> you know, like like giving yeah. it to those that are actually leading uh, weekly in Spanish. And I think getting and one, that's like just a good. I think kingdom connection, right. With other churches and uh, you, there's just opens a doorway to learning. And so uh, I know that when we start doing it in our church, that's where I'm going to go first. Is, that, make, that makes yeah. me think it'd be awesome, Stephen, to have um, somebody from one of those churches, a leader, worship leader from some of those churches come over and actually like take a Sunday and lead a song or two in Spanish in your deal. And then, and then whatever they did, do it again the next week, or at least part of it the next week. But you, but you know, with you leading it in Spanish, that part just to kind of that seems like yeah. it might be kind of a cool transition. I love that. I love that. That's especially a good idea if 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 you you don't have any maybe native Spanish yeah. speaking people yeah. on your team. Right. Uh, that would be a great like step. All right, awesome guys. Any last statements before we call it quits? I've got a big announcement here first before we go. But uh, any last things you want to say? I'm just going to say that this is a special to hear that there is like this topic, you know, that you are considering and inviting other uh, worship leaders to, to see if there is a need or if there is like the momentum to do that. Mm. So I'm excited for that because I'm talking of the community that will be involved, you know, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited. So pray Amen. about it and listen, if there is a need, just uh, take the first little step. I feel like I want to put your email address in the show notes, uh, Tono, if somebody has yeah, questions. Yeah, it, okay. it's, it's good. Yeah, and I, I will be happy to help also with songs and, and you know, uh, yeah, so, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah, finding uh, lyrics that can be easy. And for awesome. me, the opposite too, right, in English. And, and that's the other thing. I know the time is running out, but I'm from Guatemala, and you guys have been visiting there. Also, some churches there have been doing the opposite. They have yeah. been start learning English uh, to sing in English, and that's what we need to do it there too. And it's because the need is there, and that's beautiful, right? And and I we hear a lot of things that man, we came to this country and we're praising the same God, and this feeling is so good. I think it's a call for everybody. It doesn't matter the language. Hallelujah, man. Right. Hallelujah. It's a good word, man. Thanks for closing. That's perfect. So here's the announcement I was going to talk about at the beginning of the conversation today. Here it is. We've been doing the Worship Leader Essentials podcast for three and a half years now, believe it or not. We've learned a lot, <laughs> a lot. And uh, after having finished over 100 episodes now, we're going to be making a few changes to get even better at helping worship leaders do more with less. And so with that being said, we're going to be rebranding our podcast. First, that means a new name and a new logo. It's going to be called the Worship Catalyst Podcast. Simple, clean, uh, has the name of our ministry. But don't worry, if you're subscribed you're still going to get all the podcasts. Nothing there will change. It'll come right in uh, like it always does. Second, we're going to change the format a little bit. Instead of doing a different topic every week or every couple of weeks like we do now, we're actually going to be diving into one topic across a whole season, several episodes, kind of going deeper than we've been able to go before. And then third, we're adding video to it. So our podcast audio will still be available on Apple and Spotify. It'll come to you just like it is. But if you want to see the beautiful faces of me and whoever the guest or guests are, 
then uh, you're going to be able to go to YouTube and watch the full uh, episodes. If you follow us at Worship Catalyst on Instagram and Facebook, then you will also see clips of this coming up through uh, your reels uh, and through your feed. So we're super excited about this. It's going to be some good changes, I think, to the podcast to make it even more helpful for you. So thanks for being a loyal listener uh, to this for a long time. I can't wait to bring more and more helpful content to you. And so guys, Dream Team, thank you so much for being a part of the show. It's an honor, man. Awesome to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. And we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. We'll be back soon with another helpful episode. For more information and resources, or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com.